Can you see what it says? Faith. Well, good morning, everyone. It is great uh, to see you all here. Let me add my welcome to Michael's. Faith, that's what we're thinking about all the way through this summer as we look together at Hebrews chapter 11. Faith. And the writer to the Hebrews, he doesn't just tell us what faith is. He shows us. He paints pictures for us, little portraits, if you like, of of people all the way through the Old Testament who had faith in God to encourage us to do the same. And today, we're thinking about the faith of Noah. Now, I wonder what kind of words pop into your head when I say the word Noah. Why don't you shout out some of them for us now? Go for it. Be brave. Ark, thank you. A few more. Flood. Brilliant animals, rain. All those things are part of that picture that the Bible shows us of the life, the faith of Noah. But what is it that the writer to the Hebrews particularly wants us to see in the life that Noah lived? Well, we're going to hear that now from the Bible as Hawaii and Sarah come and read it to us. Um, So the reading this morning, we have um, two. Um, The first one is um, from Genesis, um, the book of Genesis, chapter 6. And we're going from verse 9 through to chapter 7, verse 10. Um, And then the second one, which I'll I'll mention again, um, is Hebrews 11, verse 7. So starting with Genesis, chapter 6 starting at verse 9. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I am going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, 
you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of every living creature, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take care of every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God had commanded him. The Lord then said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of animal, a male and its mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the flood came on the earth. Our second reading is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse seven. Hebrews chapter 11, verse seven. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Thanks very much, Hawaii, Sarah and Amber for reading for us. So what does faith like Noah's look like? Well, two things, says the writer to the Hebrews. And the first one is this. Faith trusts God's warning. Faith trusts God's warning. Did you hear in our Genesis reading, Noah lived at a time when when human wickedness had reached awful levels. And now God, who is full of love, but also full of justice, won't let it go on any longer, won't let his good world be spoilt by sin forever. So God warns Noah, a storm is coming, the terrible storm of God's right and fair judgment against sin, a flood that no one on earth will be able to stand against. And God, in his kindness, warns Noah of the danger. 
If you've been on your holidays so far this summer, you might have seen some of these on the road. Can anyone tell me what it is? What's this? It's a sign. Someone shouted out for me. What kind of sign is it? Thank you. It's a warning sign. They warn us of danger ahead. So we've time to do something about it. Now, I wonder how good you are at spotting these kind of signs and knowing what they mean. Well, I've got a bit of a quiz for us to test that out. Some of them are going to appear on the screen. See if you can work out what they might be. Here are the first ones. Have a quick look. See if you can work out what they are. Have you got those? Let's look at the next set. See if you can work these out. Have you had long enough? Well, why don't we look at the answers? Here are the, here's the first set. See if you got those. And now here are the second ones. Did you get these? Maybe just a bit of artistic license for the last one. Did you get those? Did you get them at home? Well done. Well, all of those signs, they warn of danger ahead. So that you don't end up driving into the river or being eaten by a dinosaur. And in the same way, God, in his kindness, warned Noah of a much bigger danger ahead. The coming flood of God's judgment. And what did Noah do with that warning? Well, he trusted it. Have a look at Hebrews 11, verse 7, again, if you've got that in front of you. It says this, By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. Noah trusted God's warning. And he trusted God's rescue plan. So what did he do? Well, he put his faith into action. And he built an ark, just as God told him to. And it must have been hard for Noah, trusting God's warning, when he couldn't see the danger ahead. Because you know where Noah lived? He lived in the desert. And what is there lots of in the desert? Well, sand, loads of it. And what is there not a lot of in the desert? Water. Deserts are bone dry. You don't get huge floods in the desert. No. So was there really going to be one? 
when there wasn't a cloud in the sky? It didn't look very likely. It's hard to trust a warning that you can't see. And it's even harder to trust a warning when other people laugh about it. Because, you know, that's what they did with Noah. They thought he was a fool to listen to God's warning. You can imagine the conversations. Hello? Hello, is that Bill? Yes, you'll never guess what that idiot Noah's doing now. He's building a boat. That's right, a boat in the desert. What a tweet. Apparently, there's a big flood coming. Oh no, here where it hardly ever rains. Because apparently, well, God is angry with our sin and he's going to judge it. And there's only one way to be saved. How ridiculous is that? It's hard to trust a warning that other people think is stupid. If the fire alarm went off in church right now, what would you do? Arms going, nah, 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 nah. What would you do? Well, you'd get up and leave, wouldn't you? But what if no one else did? What if everyone just sat there? In fact, as you got up, what if they pointed and laughed? Hey, look at them. How gullible are they? How easy do you think it would be then to to walk out, to stand up and and feel a fool, rather than just sit there, go with the flow, go with everyone else? It must have been even harder for Noah. But hard as it was to keep trusting God's warning when everyone was laughing at him, Noah trusted it and he built that ark. And our Bible reading tells us how. How did he build that boat in the desert when people laughed at him? In holy fear because he trusted the God who warned him the God he knew he needed to take seriously the God he knew he could trust who he knew was full of love and kindness and so when that God warned him with deadly seriousness saying Noah trust me the flood is coming and there's only one way to be saved Noah believed it. And he held on to that rescue plan for dear life. That is what faith does. And it's the same today. When God warns us in his word that warns us of the danger of our sin, that our sin is so serious that God won't ignore it, that he will punish it. And in his kindness, he warns us too, saying, trust me, a judgment is coming, and there's still only one way to be saved.
do you see? Not a wooden boat, but God says, a wooden cross where my son died to take your punishment and save you from your sin, if you'll trust me. And just like in Noah's day, it's hard to trust God's warning when we can't see that judgment coming. And when people around you, maybe people at work, people at school, will laugh at you, what an idiot, for believing God's warning and for trusting that you need saving. But that, Noah shows us, is what faith does. Faith trusts God's warning. Faith trusts the God who loves us. And it clings to God's rescue plan for dear life. We're going to hear more from Noah in just a second. But first, we're going to sing another song. So let me invite the band uh, to come back up. And as they come, this is, uh, this is a song some of you may know. It's a Colin Buchanan twist on an old classic. And there are some actions to go along with it. I hope you might join in with those when the chorus comes. Let me teach you just three of them. Are you ready? So down came the rain. Can you do that? Down came the rain. That's the first one. Every time you see a rainbow, you do a rainbow in the sky. That's the second one. And the last action, safe. You pull your hands together, safe. So down came the rain, a rainbow, safe. Why don't you stand and we'll sing this song together. Safe with 
Do sit down. So what does faith look like? Well, Hebrews 11 verse 7 tells us faith looks like Noah. First, faith trusts God's warning. And then secondly... Faith points people to the future. Let's look at the second half of our verse. Here's what it says. By his faith, Noah condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. That's tricky, isn't it? What does it mean? I think it means this. I think it means that Noah's life of faith. All those years building his ark and building his life on God's rescue plan, even when other people laughed at him about it, that that kind of faithful life, it was a bit like one of these. Here it is. Can you see what it is? No, it's not a mop handle and two bits of cardboard, much as it might Look that way. No, what is it? It's a signpost showing two ways that you can go. And that's what Noah did. He pointed people to two ways that you can live. The first way was the way that Noah's neighbors chose. And can you see where it leads? A dead end. Our verse says Noah condemned the world. When all those people laughed at him and told him he was an idiot for listening to God, Noah condemned the world. And that doesn't mean that he lashed out back and he called them names right back, no. But just by living faithfully alongside them, day after day, year after year, loving them when they laughed at him, trying to talk to them about God's warning and God's rescue. Noah was a signpost, showing people you're heading the wrong way to a dead end. And one day your road will run out and the flood of God's judgment will hit. And Noah's life pointed people to that future. 
so they'd have no excuse. And so they'd have time to turn around. And you know, however old you are, your life, yours and mine, will do that too, if you're trying to trust God. Not in in big, flashy ways, but just by keeping trying to be faithful to Jesus day after day. Your life, too, will be a signpost to people around you who don't know him yet. They might not always like it. In fact, they might still laugh at you, but their consciences, they'll be telling them that it's true, that they're heading the wrong way, and that there's another way they can live, the way that Noah's life was pointing You see in our reading what Noah's called. He's called an heir. That's someone who's going to inherit something promised to them in the future. A bit like, well, a bit like this chocolate here. It's looking for someone to inherit it. See what this says? I promise to give chocolate to at the end of the service. Now, who wants to be the heir to this promise? Any takers? Who wants to be heir to this promise? Who wants to be heir to this promise? Matt, there you are. Maybe he'll share it with Tom and Lucy. I promise to give Matt chocolate at the end of this service. Being an heir to chocolate is a great thing. But Noah was an heir to something so much bigger and so much more certain. Do you see? The other way, the signpost is pointing. Life. That's what God was promising Noah. The far side of the floods, after the waters had gone down. Life. Life in a new world as God's friend. That's what Noah's whole life was pointing to. Then and now. Because the writer to the Hebrews tells us that that promise of life for Noah in a new world then... Well, it points us even further forwards. All the way, in fact, to God's new creation. To life with God forever. In a world with no more sin and no more death. And who gets to inherit that promise? Well, everyone who trusts in God's gift of righteousness through Jesus. Here's what God says to them. I promise to give life to Susanna, life to Matt, life to Michael in my new creation. It's a promise so much bigger and so much more certain than a promise of chocolate. And God will write your name right in there if you'll trust him. Noah did. And his life 
was a signpost pointing people to that amazing offer. Turn from the dead end and trust God for life. And you and me, we can do that too. As we trust that promise for ourselves and as we point other people to it too. Why don't I say a prayer for us? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you love us, that you love us so much that you warn us to turn from our sin and trust in your rescue and in your amazing promise of life with you forever. Help us to be like Noah, to listen and to be your signpost for others. In Jesus' name, amen.